week on Business Brief, we'll talk with an entrepreneur behind a new Kansas City store tapping into the growing interest for romance novels. Then we'll hear about how upcycling and regifting are shaping holiday shopping. Welcome to Business Brief, Missouri Business Alert's podcast focused on the business news and issues shaping the state. My name is Siggy Reese, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chelsea Peter. Chelsea, how are you doing this week? I'm good. A bit a different setup this week. I'm away, but how are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited for the holiday season and winter break. I know. Me too. I'm excited for like the holiday traditions and everything that's coming up this season. What about you? I'm super, you know, excited to see my family and my dogs. I I really can't wait. I know, me too. I can't wait to start watching Christmas movies. That's awesome. Are you ready to get into this week's headlines? Yes, let's do it. The Federal Reserve Bank kept interest rates steady at its meeting this week as expected. The central bank also forecasted at least three rate cuts for 2024 and a few for 2025. The Fed raised interest rates by more than five percentage points from last March to this July in in an effort to fight inflation. Speaking of inflation, consumer prices increased 3.1 percent annually through November. That marked a slight decrease from 3.2 percent inflation in October. Lower gas and fuel oil prices were partially responsible for the minimal overall price increase. Meanwhile, food prices increased slightly. The board overseeing the Missouri State Employees Retirement Fund voted this week to sell most of the state pension fund investments in Chinese-owned companies. This vote reversed a previous board decision. During a special meeting called by Governor Mike Parson, State Treasurer Vivek Malik, who brought forward the motion to divest, said he is opposed to investing in China due to political reasons. The Missouri Housing Development Commission approved 24 low-income housing projects to be funded using nearly $400 million in state and federal tax. Tax credits. The completed housing projects will provide over 1,500 new housing units of varying size. A few projects will be located in St. Louis and Kansas City, with the rest spread out among rural areas near cities like Springfield and Cape Girardeau. The International Brotherhood of Teamsters Union will vote to authorize a strike this week if a deal between Anheuser-Busch workers and the company is not reached. The deal has been in talks for a few months now as the current contract expires in February. The results of the vote are expected to be announced on Saturday. Our next story is about a rising trend in bookstores. Ooh, what would that be? That would be romance books. According to Publishers Weekly, romance was the fastest growing adult fiction genre in the first half of the year. Interesting. So what have bookstores done in response to the growing interest? Well, there are some bookstores now that focus specifically on romance novels. Under the cover, Kansas City's first romance bookstore recently opened. I talked to the owner, Carly Morton, about what her experience has been like operating the store so far. Here's that story. So I've always been a reader, um, and then I recently got in more into reading, probably around 2011. And you know, it's just like what I do in my spare time. And then my friends and I all read romance. Then I heard that there are only well, this was in August, so there were only like six or seven 
romance-only bookstores in the whole United States. And I texted my husband and I was like, look at this information because I want I want to have a bookstore. I could do a bookstore. And he did a bunch of research and he's like, yeah, I actually think we could open a bookstore. The day we did our soft open, because we just opened on November 15th, and uh, her soft open, one of my friends came in and she just did like a really quick TikTok and it went viral. It's over 200 and something thousand views still now. And so um, we've been we've been very, very busy from it. That TikTok going viral has really helped. And so for the first uh, like week, we were everyone we asked like in the store, like, oh, yeah, how'd you hear about us? It was all the TikTok. It's just been pure chaos in here. I, we just had our grand opening. There were so it was so crowded in here. Uh, the shelves were pretty much empty afterwards. And I finally just now got them restocked. I do have Colleen Hoover and Lucy score is very popular right now. I also tried to get a lot of indie authors and authors of color, just books that would not normally be in the big stores. Also, I have a Kansas City section over here. And I've been selling a lot of Sierra Simone, who is a Kansas City author. I'm trying to get more local indie authors in here too. Right now I'm the only employee. And so like on the weekends, my mom or my husband or my kid have come in to help. When we sat down and like made our business plan, we factored in that we weren't going to have any employees. You don't know if you're going to even be able to like pay myself, let alone another employee. It was just really, it was really exciting to see other people excited for it. And, um, coming out to support, you know, a local business. We were able to donate a portion of our proceeds from that day to Literacy KC, which is a nonprofit. I was really grateful that we were able to get enough people in here that we could donate some of the money back to the community. The support that I've gotten, because you never know when you say you're going to open a romance bookstores like some people are like oh is that pornography and I'm like no <laughs> but you know you never know how people are going to react and it's just been great Have you ever heard of Thriftmas? Well, I guess I have now, but tell me more. So Thriftmas is a nickname for buying or regifting presents for the holidays, and recent research suggests it's on the rise. A report from Salesforce predicted about one in six presents this holiday season will be regifted. Wow, that many people turning to resale must have an impact on retailers. Yep. Reporter Riley Hindle chatted with Chris Garrett, manager of Do Good Co. in Kansas City, to get a sense of what holiday shoppers mean for their resellers and upsellers. Here's that story. Chris Garrett, manager of Do Good Company. Uh, thank you for speaking with me this morning. 
You are welcome. Even though this year's been slower for you guys a little bit, what are some of the overall trends or attitudes towards, you know, resale and vintage that you've noticed over this past year? People treat resale almost like a fast food company. You you go in, you buy, and you, you, you got it, and you leave. And that isn't really how vintage and resale uh, typically works. You you When you go in to shop vintage clothes, you need to really somewhat be prepared uh, with the name of a good alteration person. Um, you need to be, you need to go in very weary about things and know that something may need to be changed because uh, one item uh, you know you'll you'll see one item on a rack that you love and you try it on the odds are very high that that's not going to fit you perfectly you know you're not you're not in a store that carries multiple items in multiple sizes you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that is that's kind of a trend. People want it now, and they they try it on. It's like, oh, it didn't fit. Uh, but some of them are very close to fitting. And if they thought about uh, an alteration person, they'd have a great garment at a wonderful price. So kind of feeding into that uh, idea that people are treating retail kind of like as a fast food thing. If you get on your phone and you're you're skimming your phone through Google and you're maybe you're using Google Lens and you take a picture of a garment and you see it come up at Poshmark at a fraction of the price, you don't know what that item looks like. You really don't know the condition of that item mm-hmm. until you actually get it. When you're in the store, you're looking at the item itself. You can feel the quality of it and you know what you're buying. There's a big, huge difference. I would love to dive more into that. So, you know, the internet as a cost check, you know, look at it on Poshmark, be like, oh, I can find this for, you know, however much less. And what other ways has technology kind of changed the resale market? Well, that's that's the, really the worst of it. I think uh, Instagram has helped the resale market because, uh, especially with Instagram, not to sell on Instagram, but just to keep people aware of your of your products when you when you get new items in, uh, when you have an event in the store. Uh, I think that the internet has helped immensely on that. What benefits do resale stores like yours provide in terms of like inter- environmental impact? Well, you know, we're based on donation, so people make the donations of these items that becomes product that become products in our store. And every time we send that item out as new to someone else, you know, it may have belonged to someone, and then but every new person that we can get a garment on. That is one less thing that's going to be in the landfill for some time. What advantages do you think stores like Do Good and other resale and vintage stores provide over like department stores and large scale retailers? Well, saving the consumer a lot of money. That's a huge advantage. And also the the ability to go to an intimate um, store, an intimate scale store, rather than a, a a big box store in a mall. You know that's fading out. That whole mall currency is going bye bye. Um, I mean, standing strip malls, you know, um, with you know your Barnes and Nobles and your this and your that, they're still with us. But the the, the enclosed mall concept is just it's flat dab dying out. I think people want that 
uh, that they're really in thirsty for that uh, that idea of of intimate shopping where you know that person you're buying from and you have a conversation and you catch up with them the next time you come in. Uh, I think more and more of that is is so good for for retail to come back to. It is now time for us to get into our words of the week. Chelsea, what do you have for us this week? My word is sold out. Okay, and what is sold out? That would be season tickets for the Kansas City Current. The tickets for the women's pro soccer team's 2024 season sold out this week. Got it. So why is this a big deal? Well, the Current are set to debut a new stadium next season, and it's going to be the first stadium developed for a women's professional sports team. Wow. So are tickets sold out completely? Well, not completely. Single-game tickets have not been released yet, and members of the team's current club will have first access to remaining tickets. That's all I've got this week. What's your word, Siggy? My words are self-checkout. Okay, so why is self-checkout in the news? Well, some retailers are actually scaling back their self-checkout options. Dollar General is the most recent retailer to do this, following in the footsteps of some Target and Walmart locations. Dollar General blames shoplifting, and the chain says self-checkout makes shoplifting easier. Many shoppers can accidentally skip scanning products, or they can do this purposely. Got it. So how will things change for Dollar General then? For one, the discount retailer is going to reverse a lot of previous developments. The chain CEO said during a quarterly earnings call that Dollar General had successfully implemented self-checkout in almost 14,000 stores. Now, Dollar General plans to spend $150 million correcting this mistake. For a closing thought, here's Carly Morton again on her advice for aspiring bookstore owners. Just do what you think is best for you. Because I like there was a certain idea I had in my head of how like I wanted my bookstore to be like the vibe, I guess the vibe it gives off. I'm glad I went with what I wanted to do instead of what other bookstores have done. I don't know that it sets it apart or anything, but it makes me happy when I walk in here because it's completely me. Well, that is all for this week. Thank you to the M33 Project for providing the music for this episode. For my co-host, Chelsea Peter, editors Julian Jensen, Yashamika Wychuk, Skylar Rossi, and Michael Stacy. I'm Siggy Reese, and this has been Business Brief. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.